0: is 12 30 and once again it is monday so that means it's time for in the crosshairs with jd and clay from the guns in the 701.com how you guys doing this week
1: great Uh, doing good how about yourself jay
0: well fantastic had a great weekend and uh boy that rain you got to love that rain right doc clay helping you out with maybe another cut of hay
1: well, we got it over an inch. I made a little second cutting. We, it's still, you know, everything was a little late here. But my question is, how are you feeling? Because I know you were a little under the weather.
0: Yeah, I, I feel a whole lot better last week. Uh, my, in fact, our whole family was a little under the weather. My daughters were both sick, and they kind of gave it to me. So, but uh, overall, yeah, so good. Uh, so far, so good this week. Uh, we've Got a bunch of good topics want to get to, and uh, let's jump right into it. Native American Fish and Wildlife Society is the newest recruit to NRA's online hunter education course. JD, you want to give us some uh, details on this?
2: Yeah. So. Um like you said the native american fish and wildlife nra i didn't actually didn't even know this jay that the nra did this and it's in mm-hmm. 13 states you can get your hunter education via online courses and the nra i was talking to the to the north american um fish and wildlife society here and uh and the tribes and, and they got it going and um so they can do this on the reservations you know instead of going through uh, their game like Clay and I were talking beforehand here. I'm not sure if if they do it. Clay said he tried to get a hold of Standing Rock and asked them, but uh, this this program's been around since 2017. It's um, nearly 150,000 students already online have have been instructed on this. You know, of course, safety and and wildlife conservation and gun safety and things like that, Mm -hmm. Jay. It's part of 13 states, North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, Not one of them, like a state agency, Mm -hmm. not just the tribes, right? Um, right. I guess they got the www.tribe.she.org. I think that's shooting, hunting, education, right, Clayton? That stand I, I think well? it is, yeah. Yeah, and first time they used this was 2017 in Florida. They were the first one to adopt it. And, um, like, I, I don't know why North Dakota doesn't do it, or for that matter, Jay, I don't know why, you know, the game at fisher wouldn't do it because we're always short on, on, on people <laughs> teaching the class, they tell you that. And here you can do it online with, uh, through the NRA. And it doesn't cost yeah. anything, Jay that's a great thing about it. there's no fees, no fee whatsoever. It's done for free and, and I think it's a great thing to do um, getting involved in the in the tribes here to teach them some hunter education Cause that's a long way to go if you got to come up here from I don't even know if they teach that down like the, the game and fish down on Standing rock, but I mean, if you had to drive up here every night yep. of the week like I mean it's kind of a pain to do it here right mm-hmm. so I think this, I think this should be i think this should be statewide just not on the tribes i mean if if they do it on Sioux county or They're down in uh, the Sioux uh, Reservation down there. Jay, I can't remember which one you're from. I'm not sure if they do it either. You said you're a tribal member?
0: Yeah, tribal member up in uh, Turtle Mountains. And uh, I went to Rolla and did mine there all those years ago. We're looking at 40 years ago already, JD. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: <laughs> Speaking of that, real quick, Jay, I talked to some guys who played football at Jay. He's a stud. stud yeah, uh, yeah. I oh, thank right. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you bet.
0: You that, bet. I'll well, well, give that, you a
1: little information on uh, these hunting safety courses. I know that Standing Rock was working with their game wardens because my, my oldest son took his there. Uh, We went down to Little Eagle, actually, uh, at the school and had it. So, but they were doing the South Dakota one. So South Dakota was allowing them to do that and had a cooperation there. But this is a great program. Um, As you know, uh, we were working on this already back in 2014 and 15 within the NRA, Uh, secured the funding actually through the Friends of NRA programs. And we've mentioned that many times here. And uh, it's just one another another great thing of what the NRA Foundation and Friends of NRA was funding. And it's completely completely free to anybody who uses it. Now, I can tell you in my talks with North and South Dakota, it wasn't good. North Dakota, uh, Game and Fish, pretty much, they they evidently hate the NRA. Mm -hmm. I I even got told that in the range grant programs that they didn't want nothing to do with our programs. I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, Uh, but yet they're supposedly supposed to be these open and transparent organizations. South Dakota was more open to it. They weren't sure where they were gonna go with it. Of course, I retired in 16, so. I can't tell you what the negotiations were after that. Uh, I believe this is a great program. Can you imagine having that opportunity to hop online anytime you want? And we know how kids are to go ahead, yeah. and take that course, and then go take the hands-on something, uh, hands-on training from an actual instructor. And, and it'd be a lot like what North Dakota has right now with the DOT, with driver's license. Went through that with both my boys. They went online, they took the online driving written test and uh you now the youngest has got to drive for a year the, the oldest has to drive for six months and then they go take on take their hands-on driving course i mean this is a no-brainer to me and it's going to be a lot cheaper and a lot more accessible I, and like you said they don't have instructors i keep telling us they don't have instructors Yeah, they're
2: well. always come, i mean i tried to get my daughter in one and i couldn't get her in there well we just don't have any instructors they got plenty of them yeah. on here and it's uh yep. just going a little further into this you get 15 chapters um, you got videos uh, graphics diagrams interactive modules Absolutely. audio um, you know f- all kinds of photos going on here and it started in 1949 i guess um, New York mandated they wanted to mandate that people took yep. uh, hunter safety classes and you know they said hey the best thing we can do is, is go through the NRA and started that's where <laughs> you think wow. of it really started in New York really and and the, the New York actually talked to the NRA Instead you got to love it, about a business,
1: the New York officials at that time said, well, we need to go solicit help from the one organization that knew the most about firearms and firearm safety. Kind yeah. of a no-brainer there, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, that would never happen now. And Clay, what I got a kick out of, we were talking before they called it. When you were done, you got, uh, you got, you know, you got your NRA Hunter Safety Handbook and you were issued a hunter education card that read NRA Hunter Safety. And now, what is? You know, I got my hunter safety card from North Dakota. I mean, it's like they took it from the NRA, but they sure as heck don't want their help. No, I don't. That that boggles my mind. And they, and like you said, it's it's not just North
1: and South Dakota. There's a lot of states that are not part of this program Mm -hmm. yet. You know, I always figured Wyoming would be pretty easy because they're so pro NRA and pro Second Amendment. But yeah, it. And we worked hard, guys. This this was actually about a three to four year um, development of the program. Like I said, when I was still there. And I just I couldn't see any issues with it. You cannot believe the pushback we got from some of these states, especially the ones that charge a lot. The whole big thing was, oh, we're going to lose money, and the people who are doing it for a living as an instructor. Well, you know what? Uh, to me, on something like this, being the state requires it, I don't know if that's something you need to force people to pay for. Um, yeah. If you got a program out there that's going to supply that, especially a private organization, let them
2: do it.
0: Oh, I think, Clay, I've got a question.
2: Think. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. Yeah, go yeah,
0: ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say i got a couple questions. One, uh, so are you saying the state uh, doesn't uh, is not allowing it for these tribes on federal land to say, hey, if we want to, we can do it ourselves, and, and, and then it would be fully no. accredited to hunter safety, or how does that work?
1: Uh, No, basically the tribe can do their own thing. I think what the cooperative effort was between Standing Rock, from what I understand, and South Dakota uh, at that time, they were actually doing the South Dakota uh, hunter safety. Now, you know that uh, North and South Dakota kids could take either one, and it's going to be recognized no matter what. And I think they were just the first ones that stepped up. And, you know, I, I got no confirmation, but talking to the instructors that were doing it, said that North Dakota was hesitant on even doing that allowing the, the tribal game wardens, which, come on, they're federal agents. They actually got more training than the than boardens, probably, or the instructors. So I, I didn't see a problem with it. And to me, it, it opened up a whole new accessibility within the reservation down here in Sioux County. Like I said, my boys, they, they went and took it, and uh, they did a great job, and you didn't have to travel hundreds of miles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the tribe actually, they reached out to the state in South Dakota and uh, made it happen, and I what a great joint effort, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, so I'm looking here too, Clay and, and Jay, one of the things I think that might bother some of these states, would, uh, it doesn't bother me, but um, part of their program would be the state recruitment efforts and then the call it's called R3, Recruitment Retention and Reactivation mm-hmm. Movement. You know, you're going to try and keep them, recruiting kids into hunting, but you know what they're thinking, they're, oh man, they're going to recruit people into this radical NRA. Yeah, there's, unfortunately. <laughs> Which I think, I'm sure some states have a problem, Clay, I'll bet you uh, there's people that think that our Game of Fish Department, actually, but which yeah, they shouldn't. Well. It, it, um, I mean, we did, when I met Clay, it was, it was friends at NRA, and, and there, we, I mean, there wasn't big posters in there talking mm-hmm. about uh, political stuff or anything. It was all about, no. anyways, to go down that rabbit hole. but um, yeah. Clay, so they also match, um, if you, they set a price, right? Explain this, how they do with the Pittman-Robertson.
1: Yeah, basically, Pittman Robinson, of course, that was passed in 1934, 1937, somewhere in there it was a, the only time in history when people actually got together and said, we'd like to have a tax. Well, there's an excise tax on basically <laughs> anything related to hunting, fishing, uh, shooting, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that's called the Pittman Robinson money. And yeah, they can apply the game and fish, gets a certain amount of that anyway in each state, that whatever is raised within their states. And then they can apply that also from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife's part to uh, this kind of thing. You know, it's meant for conservation, range development, and hunters' ed. I mean, that was the purpose of that tax. So it's a great use of it, and it shouldn't be an issue to get the money. They I mean, finally got it approved. Get this, 2019 didn't get it done. wasn't allowed to be used as far as the U.S. Fish and Wildlife stuff till 2019 to give that matching money. But uh, now it's a, it's done. It's uh, taken care of, and uh, I, I just I thought see the NRA was broke,
2: though. Everybody says.
0: Oh yeah, five <laughs> well, well, six million so strong. I yeah, yeah.
1: And you can get a lot of this information at nrahe dot org, which is Hunter Education, and they got an, an array of things right there. If anyone wants to ever check it out. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you brought up a yeah, point actually, uh, a moment ago cool, uh, concerning, actually. okay, uh, concerning uh, taxes that uh, anti Second <laughs> Amendment Dems now are pushing. If this uh, clay wasn't <laughs> such. A serious subject, you'd think it was a joke, a 1,000% oh. tax on guns. Uh, yeah. C-
1: Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, this isn't the first time this has come up. Uh, of course, it came up in 2022 as well, but this has actually mm-hmm. been going on for about 10 years. Uh, we were fighting it when I was an NRA rep. They, they tried some different methods. They tried to bring it in under state legislatures. That didn't work. They tried to put it to the vote of the people. That didn't never was successful anywhere it was tried. And now they're going through Congress, of course. Just to give you an example, 1,000% excise tax on a $500 gun would equate to $5,000 tax. And then, of course, the total would be plus the gun, 5500 bucks for, mm-hmm. for a simple bolt-action rifle, really. Because um, I guarantee you they're not going to stop at semi-autos. Or just it, it doesn't even define it when you see some of the language. But I can tell you from the 2022 bill, it would have included things like Ruger 10 Smith and Wesson M&P 22, which is built kind of like an AR platform, but a $2,000 $2, gun. Awesome. Oh, I love mine too. $20,000 tax for a grand total of 22k, <laughs> 22,000 guys for a firearm. And basically, this guy admits it. That, that uh, introduced this, he said you know, Representative Don Beyer, that this is the exact result they want. They want to make it mm-hmm. harder to purchase a firearm. And if you want one, you better be able to afford it. And their idea is, it's a de facto gun ban without being a ban, and they can implement it anywhere. And they never say where the money's going to go. I went and looked at the 2022 bill; said nowhere about how they were going to spend this supposed tax. So what? General fund? More dumb programs? I don't know. It just... It's going to be found unconstitutional if it ever passed. I don't see it passing in the House, but you never know. Strange things happen. Yeah,
2: because the last, the last time when it was there, like you said, they had more support for it then on, on uh, what's this yep. guy's name, Bayer. On yep, his Bayer. side, they have more and more people on his side in there. Um, on, on board, and it still didn't make it. A, I mean, just you just If you, somebody thinks this is a good idea, just think about them putting a big tax on your other constitutional rights. It's mm-hmm. your civil yeah, rights. Exactly, That's ridiculous. But, um, I mean, yeah, they keep they trying almost to, try
1: to make you buy a license and, and pay a fee like in mandan if you want to have a gathering we went through that so they're already doing the first amendment
2: <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah you got to do it when you go to capital you know and then free speech zones everywhere and yep. but yeah this is uh i mean and if it doesn't come through now i bet you again in two years they're going to try this thing again and i mean I oh, yeah. appreciate them giving us stuff to talk about and bring up and jd
0: yeah. Would this would this lead to possibly uh, more guns uh, sold? Uh, I guess undercover, or uh, you know, in the cloak of darkness somewhere. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, I'll bet you private sales. You know which which do not need us. And yeah, would go would go sky high, and you you could ask more. Not a ridiculous amount like this, but you definitely would get more for them. I mean. I like mm-hmm. buying them like that anyways, because I don't like taking background checks. I'm perfectly legal by their law to buy them, but I just mm-hmm. assume not having somebody somebody know. But yeah, I think, I mean, I got a few, I'm, I would even probably sell like for them. Somebody to offer me some money, maybe eh, sounds good to me. I got I got uh, plenty, no, I'm not gonna run myself. No, that's, no, yeah. but-
0: if i look behind clay there i got one two three four <laughs> we got a lot of money back there clay let's head to vegas buddy <laughs> there we go roll them nice. yeah he does Jay.
2: <laughs> that's just oh, a small sample <laughs> yeah 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 that that's definitely a, would do that i mean it, like clay said a, if it go i mean even boy, the supreme court even if it wasn't even in a favor of gun rights like it is now i think it would i don't even know it had passed and in the Supreme, maybe it's some state courts it would, but not, right. you know, not here. Not in and the you're seeing,
1: court. you know, we're already seeing assault weapons bans and ammo bans and taxes being implemented in in states like, or even being attempted in yeah. states like New York, California, uh, Illinois. And they're going to court. They're working their way through the systems now. And they're all they're, some of them are being dropped because they know if it gets to the federal ballots, it's going to enter that. And then head right to the street, Supreme Court, which new york versus bruin how many times have we talked about how that was such mm-hmm. a monumental decision as big as roe versus wade was back in the 70s that's what this did for the second amendment only to our favor and really actually is in in, to, in, in the constitution so everything bases on bruin now it really does
2: yeah because he wants they wanted he wants it on magazines too not just not everything. just somewhere, I remember, Yeah. Like, and so clay back in um, you know 1870s or seventeen seventies did they did they have a special high tax on them rifle barrels they were making uh, that are more know. accurate because <laughs> <No. laughs> the um, British hated them I mean they wrote about the I can't remember the name yes. they had from the deviled rifle barrels or something because they were more accurate than the smoothbores but yeah this 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 is just a yeah he loves it he loves it I guarantee you. I bet you Joe Biden would love it too he think it's a great oh, idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he knows it, I don't know.
1: Like I always said, Jamie, if they ever outlaw guns, you're looking at the biggest gun runner in
0: the area. Get fast pickup play. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about something that there's plenty of down in Wyoming. Now, uh, I guess they got an issue where there are too many elk in that state, uh, at least in the uh, northeastern uh, portion of it. And uh, Wyoming lawmakers, ranchers, hunters there, even game and fish, they don't know how to handle the problem jd uh i got one solution we hire you out go down there and uh, thin out the herd for them
2: <laughs> i'm in jay i'm in I, I love shooting yeah like you said eastern and northeastern wyoming and we've done a few stories here with you about um how the winter had killed off the deer and antelope herd which they say in here did it didn't they didn't drop the the, the elk tags at all here and um they're, they're so one of their solutions is, which, I, man, I mean, I'm I'm on board with what you just said, Jay. But these guys want to do like federal. I was like that they bring in, um, like these federal, we're bringing the sharpshooters and the government agents and are. I, I I guarantee you these these guys can't shoot. <laughs> Most of them can't shoot any better than than me and Clay. And I, I mean, I'm definitely I don't consider myself a sniper, but I'm better shot mm-hmm. than the average bear. But we don't need we don't need to bring in sharpshooters to do this, we no. put that in the Badlands and we just had people putting in for um, tags there to reduce the, reduce the elk herd. And, you know, my body of mine, his brother, his brother-in-law was actually one of the guys who worked for Game and Fish, helping out. And, and I asked him one time about, you know, how, how these guys shoot, and he said, we didn't have any problem at all with how people shoot. They gave him actually a shooting test. You remember that, Clay? He had to yep. hit a 10-inch um, plate okay. at uh, 200 yep. yards, I think, which, which, which <laughs> I mean, I yeah, can I just, do that with a spear, so. You uh, do have a crossbow. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> a crossbow. <laughs> anyway. yeah, 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 crossbow. <laughs> but yeah, and then they go on to say what they another thing, uh this, well, that uh, Jim mcgogna I think this guy's name is. He's a vice president of the Wyoming Stock Growers Association. Um, he's, he's, he's for this, this other proposal they're doing, which I would be too, but he doesn't think it would reduce the herd, which I definitely agree with, is they want to let landowners um give like their gratis tags to who, to whoever they want which sure it's going to make more people come and shoot them probably i don't know mm-hmm. how many because most landowners i know got a gratis, um but then that there's somebody against that saying well this could turn into fee hunting which is what game and fish told me jay when i wanted to use my grandmother's gratis tag years ago and they said well you can't do that because then you're just going to people are going to charge exorbitant amounts for their gratis tags which i'm like what's well, one tag why would you care if my grandma sold her gratis tag she's 80 years old and wanted to sell it for ten thousand, which she never would have done but yeah why would you why would you care if they did that that's not going to make more people really hunt but it's going to be the person who owns allowed to make more money you know and the guy who was against it is this Bud headache of laramie which clay i'm gonna you know, I, this name was familiar in my head for a reason of, um, of Wyoming chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers. Isn't that the people who are against baiting here in North Dakota? That
1: Yeah, uh, backcountry hunters and anglers, it's kind of a misconception for a name. Uh, they are on, trust me, they're not on our side. They don't back second amendment issues. They actually kind of came to North Dakota in 2019 and gave testimony against the private property rights bill. Again, you know, they turned it into a hunting bill saying that if we actually close down Uh, like it should be all private property, you need to have permission from the owner, whether there's a sign or not. That would just kill hunting and that we had no, they even said that we had no right to expect that as property owners, can you believe that? So they have complete disdain for private Mm -hmm. property ownership. They're against fee hunting and I always looked at it like this, Uh, I don't fee hunt personally, okay? But those that own land and want to, they should be allowed to. Mm -hmm. And I I just, these guys, when they came and they testified against the CWD bill. They're really, really big uh, proponents of CWD tyranny. They love the idea that they can restrict it and have complete and total control. They're probably big
2: fans of that $1,000 tax on oh, ARs. So
1: and- who knows? They probably are. Because I can yeah. tell you this, they have in the past supported in some states the, quote, assault weapons ban with the same rhetoric, saying, mm. well, you know, we don't really need that. That's not about the, the Bill of Needs. It's the Bill of Rights. But that's all not a whole other
2: rabbit hole. Yeah so these the game days. they were talking yeah they were they wanted the whole thing about feeding them too and if you remember that you know people were mad that they didn't feed the deer and the antelope remember we said that because their digestive systems are different but they did feed the elk and i mean mm-hmm. an elk gets in your hay fence they're going to eat way more than a deer i mean if anybody's seen the size difference on these mm-hmm. but yeah the one thing with the tags they were actually trying to get more people to hunt on private property um because where they're saying a bunch of these elk are that's are, where they're at yeah and so here's what i would say why, instead of doing that why don't you issue tags for what they think are over the population um and then uh wyoming game and fish contact these private and say would you be willing to let people come on your land to shoot three cows or whatever you know i, I don't have well, a problem i think that if they if they want to do that and give out more tags and they want to make a pool of letting people come on and blast them yeah I'm all, and no, I'm before that they
1: could actually set that up like like montana has which is that block system where people could sign up and you know who's on your yeah. property you know what's going to be happening there yep. the thing is i'm going to address you know they're worried about the fee hunting thing well i don't know how many tags a landowner can get in wyoming i mean you can have one per 160 plus acres i don't know if you can have more than that you know we basically get one right here in north Dakota.
2: yeah no matter if you got ten thousand or 160.
1: and okay so let's say that uh You know they give they do the transfer you can transfer it then they say well you can't sell the tag well then i guess let them charge an access fee or trespass fee you know john Arman and us just talked about that here a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago on the show and i don't think it's going to help or or it's going to help hunting in general the areas these people come in to hunt with especially if there's more private land access that's Mm going to dump money into the communities for hotel rooms and lodging and you know groceries fuel Eating, I mean, just think about yeah. the money that gets dropped into a community during hunting season. So, you know, I guess I think they're barking up the wrong tree on this. And I can tell you right now, the elk. I've been out in those areas, Larry, Misha, and all over that area. The elk are on the private land for a reason. There's no pressure on them. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. They come yeah. down on those green alfalfa fields, which, you know, in, you know, a year like last year, you probably didn't have that so much. This year, they're greening up again because it's all irrigated into those bottoms and that's where the elk are and they do do fee hunting so as far as uh, that goes you're not stopping fee hunting or changing it um you're just gonna probably have some help from a landowner who Mm -hmm. now maybe has an extra tag or two and he'll go ahead and sell it uh and get and get somebody out there to help manage the herd i mean to me the, the the whole fee hunting thing don't make sense to me they
2: said um last year this rancher juan reyes um he had a professional outfitter and his assistant they come onto yeah. his land and they killed 129 elk in the Iron Mountain herd. <laughs> this guy must have a lot of land to kill 129 elk, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, and then they took the meat and of course they donated it to um, you know, like a food it's called Jenny Gordon's, or the other governor's wife, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, food field, uh, food to field program for Wyoming Hunger Initiative, which is great. Most people like elk meat. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, Jay and Clay, I can't stand elk meat, really. <laughs> No. Oh, my. I've had it many different ways. And, you know, so oh, you got to try mine. I'm just, I don't know, there's something in there that doesn't sit well with me. so oh. It's not for everybody. I never it's, put uh, in to hunt elk. I never hunt in to put moose or sheep. I don't want to eat not, any of
0: those. Not, not even the roasts or anything like that, huh? Nope. Nope. I tell you what, the best way I've had
2: it, a guy uh, pressure can. Some he he brought it to work, good. and I thought that was pretty good, but there's still something that just get right my gets in my throat, and I just, mm-hmm. mm,
0: I even tried to wrap it in bacon, man. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't work either. Well, don't feel uh, bad. I feel the same way about geese. uh It's tough for me. Oh, I'm with you on that,
2: too. Best Eww.
1: way to eat a goose, grind it up and put it in the jerky and smoke
2: it. Then it ain't too yeah. bad. It's yeah. You can... <laughs> then you have about yeah. a six pack of pounders and get yourself real hungry. You can <laughs> there <eat>. you go. <laughs>
0: After. Or, or drink the pounders after you eat it to wash that uh taste out of your <laughs> mouth <laughs> uh real I'm quick like out. let's get this uh, last one uh head of a group involved in New York City's <laughs> blueprint to end gun violence yeah. was recently arrested for a gun and nar- <laughs> a narcotics charge. Clay, is this a do as I say, not as I do moment?
1: <laughs> kind of looks like it, don't I mean? Bronx Rises Against Gun Violence, uh, they're they're big into basically the whole gun violence thing. they worked with Bloomberg. They've worked with a lot of actual they're good on board $1,000 yeah.
2: tax.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Michael Rodriguez, he is the actual guy that's been uh, accused of leading a narcotic trafficking ring that sold cocaine laced with fentanyl and it happened up there in Orange County communities. I mean, can you believe the head of the group who's advocating for you and me (laughs) to be restricted on firearms and get rid of them and have all these utopian restrictions on Mm -hmm. the Second Amendment? He's out there selling drugs. Not only that, he had two illegal guns in his residence when they raided. The himself. guns were illegal.
2: He was in illegal possession, Clay.
1: He was in illegal possession. Was yeah. one?
2: Yeah. With, with how much cocaine?
1: One point five kilos of cocaine, <laughs> wow. and hundred sixty-five thousand dollars in cash. Which I—that's always they always put that in there, but I don't really take much heat in that. Yeah, He's forty-eight years old. He was questioned before it on July twenty-second. And then they, they had this investigation, and it was called Operation Hide in Plain Sight. That's kind of funny, that's kind of, it's just the, the terminology there. Yeah. And now, yeah, so this is the guy that's supposed to be stopping, quote, gun violence, and he's out there participating in the problem yeah. he's trying to solve.
2: Good, good buddies with Mayor uh, Eric Adams there in New York City who's a huge gun control lover. So, <laughs> And uh, I like this comment here by Bronx District Attorney Darcy Clark. The allegations of drug tra- drug trafficking and gun possession against Michael Rodriguez are shocking and disturbing, <laughs> especially since he attended an anti-violence event and peace marches portraying himself. There's someone who cares about stopping the violence, so hey, just because you go through their classes doesn't mean anything's going to happen. You're gonna, you're gonna change your mind on anything, just, you know, yeah. still going to want to do illegal stuff and snort cocaine like Tony, and you know, yeah, Tony Tony Montana. <laughs> 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 you know, it, they had a, a two
1: year investigation that was centered around Angelica Rodriguez. Now, it doesn't say whether she's related to him, I got the same last name, doesn't mean anything, but she's a drug dealer in Middletown for more than two decades. And after months of wiretaps, and that led to the alleged supplier, which led to Mr. Rodriguez. How about that? So this, this wasn't a small undertaking. They actually right. went after and, and found this stuff. Um, BRAG, as they call themselves, Bronx Bronx Rises Against Gun Violence, they give a, a statement. It says, the investigation and the charges we've been made aware of. While we work to learn more, our primary focus remains on communities that we serve in the program that are helping to keep them safe. That was their
2: deal <laughs> yep it's working good for one of their leaders it's working real good ain't it? it is
0: well gentlemen we are coming up on it once again uh, another great week but before we let you go of course you've got the wednesday live show guns of the 701.com is where you can find it tell us uh, some of the topics you've got uh, you're working on wednesday night
1: well i know one of them we're going to be discussing our poll for sure uh, on that i imagine we may i don't know jamie i haven't talked to you much about it uh, this weekend but i kind of want to bring back this thousand uh, percent tax and just kind of let the Wednesday night dealership know as well yeah
2: well we had that too on Todd's show on Friday there Clay Todd wasn't in but um there there's a more insidious gun group than the NRA we talked about a little bit and Clay and I we're going to break that down a little more and of course we always have our our two-way bullet points Clay has a couple I have a couple it's something we don't tell each other we're going to bring up and I think Clay this week you're going to have Clay's commie company and oh yeah (laughs) of course a happy ending (laughs) <laughs> yep, and then Friday again. They can catch us every Friday at um, seven forty a.m. Mountain, eight forty a.m. Central Time. on Mitchell in the morning on KFYR radio, and catch out on iHeart
0: as well. All right, and uh, don't forget the show uh, Wednesday night. That's six central, no, uh, six Mountain, seven Central. Mountain. Yep. Yes, sir. Facebook, YouTube. Go check
1: out uh, our brand new, brand new website with an actual. Patriotic uh,
2: hosting platform. Oh, you can actually buy so, stuff w- off there now, too. Absolutely. Yep,
1: we got our store going. But yeah, wwwgunsand 71com Live feed there. We got our store. Completely redesigned website. I think everybody will love it. And we're not supporting comedy companies.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, gentlemen, awesome. as always, it has been a great week with you here, spending 30 minutes here in the crosshairs with J.D. and Clay. Catch him at guns in the 701com and here each and every Monday at 1230. Uh, it's been a pleasure, guys. We'll catch up with you again you next might. week, okay?
2: See you, Jim. Well, we get got some Prairie Dogs
0: taken care of for you here. I, I love powder
2: it. powder
1: dry all week, everyone.
0: There you go. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. It is now one o'clock.